This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Steelers Outpost Podcast, a proud member of the Armchair All-Americans Network. It's July 5th, 2020. This is Tom coming to you from Sada Studios in the Washington, D.C. Outpost. Nick is back at the sweltering, corona-infested environs surrounding the Houston Outpost. There is some big news out there, not necessarily directly related to the Steelers, but news that has implications for the Steelers. How many people would have bet that Cam Newton would have gone to the Patriots? I don't know how many people would have bet on it, but if they were smart and they were betting on it, they'd bet on it at betonline.ag. There's no shortage of action going on with our partners over at betonline.ag. We've been telling it to you for weeks, and look at that. The proof is in the pudding. Cam Newton to the Patriots, of course. Why don't you just give him Odell Beckham Jr. while you're at it? But either way, the sports world is slowly making its way back with NBA announcing its return in late July. But right now, UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and international soccer have all resumed play. And plus, hey, you could bet on uh, the remaining free agent question marks in the NFL. Where's Jadeveon Clowney going to sign? Where's, you know, how long's Cam Newton going to be in New England? Hopefully, you know, two, three weeks tops. That would be the best case scenario. But if you need any more, Bet Online has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening live every day for our devout gamblers to check out. They also offer hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit betonline.ag on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. Betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. Ching. Another quarterback we could have had for nothing. Can you believe it? What is it, $7 million a year or something like that? Do you have the contract details by any chance? I have what Sports Tracks reporting, and they have him at $1.75 million. That's $1,750,000, including five hundred and fifty guaranteed. Right. You know what? You're right. He is, He's got... He? There, are, there are... I mean, we read incentives that he can... Um, he can get up to seven and a half million with incentives. Okay, so let's parse this out, right? Because you mentioned this in the intro; it doesn't directly affect the Steelers, but of course it does. We're talking about the Patriots being back at this point. If Cam Newton is healthy, he two years ago had a shoulder injury that derailed his entire season, courtesy of T.J. Watt in that uh, massacre the Steelers bestowed upon the Panthers on the Thursday night game at Heinz. But he. Cam ended up playing the rest of the season, except for maybe the last game or two, with that shoulder injury, and then probably exacerbated it. Went into the next year. I think he hurt his foot in the preseason and played two absolutely abysmal games. I guess he, yeah, no, he was not very good at all last year before he went out. And then they shut him down for the whole season wisely. So I think um, 
Some people are wondering what are we going to get out of Cam Newton? I mean, he's not going to be winning the MVP like his 2015 season, probably, but I don't know. I feel like his poor play at the beginning of last year is easily explainable by, like, this guy was dealing with two injuries. He's still figuring out the shoulder. He had the foot, which makes it really hard to play quarterback. Quarterback's all footwork, you know? And um, just in those videos of him throwing to Odell Beckham Jr. in their off time, he looks like he's back to normal. And if you're playing quarterback for the Patriots, you're going to give them a basically a 10-point Madden rating boost because they are going to figure out an offense to best utilize him. And they probably be even better this year than they were with old man Brady uh, last year because now they can be a power running team because Cam Newton's teams always can run the ball up the gut. That's going to create more one-on-one matchups on the outside, which they need because they don't have really any receivers who are to speak of. I actually don't think Julian Edelman, I can't see him having an awesome season. He, it'll be good for him, but he's not really Cam's kind of guy. Cam likes to throw the ball down the field. But either way, what I'm trying to say is it's scary to have this guy in New England. No, it's not as scary as the boogeyman, Tom Brady, being there. But the, the Patriots just stepped it up big time. And you're right. This is a little creepy now. It's a trend. Not only did Jameis sign for a million bucks, but Cam Newton did as well. And the Steelers are still sitting here with our 38-year-old legend of a quarterback. And behind him is two guys who are... Not just risky, they're major question marks. I mean, I don't think there's a single chance of you being able to go to the Super Bowl with either one of those guys. And by the way, when I talk about a backup quarterback, like I'm not saying there's backup quarterbacks in the league who could step in for an entire season and you'll win the Super Bowl, but what about what happened with Nick Foles or with the Giants when Phil Simms went down? Somebody who can step in at the end. Or more importantly, what we've seen with the Steelers, I guess, is somebody who can win four or five games if Ben misses some of them that way. And and maybe Mason and Duck can do that, but you're going to have to play through the defense, and the defense is going to have to dominate. And I just feel like, you know, having somebody uh, running the helm will make me feel more comfortable. So I don't know. How do you feel now that two star quarterbacks, say what you want about Jameis, have been scooped up, and the Steelers... I don't even know if they made an attempt to, to get him. Damn it! That's what I feel. It's like right there, again, would he have gone to any team or was he particularly interested in the Patriots? I mean, he has an offensive line there, right? Which yeah. he desperately could use just to protect him just so he can shake off rust and those injuries. And I now am going into the Kaepernick camp. Maybe yeah. we're just waiting it out for his price to keep dropping. Although I can't <laughs> believe he would ever come in for anything less than a veteran minimum at this point. Yeah, and I don't think they're going to do it, but I do agree. I'm not saying Kaepernick would, would be the guy. I mean, he's missed so much time that we don't know how he'll come back. But it is like if you walked onto a football field and you put Colin Kaepernick and Ben Roethlisberger next to Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges, you'd see two professional athletes next to two guys who had good college careers. And it would be that obvious. I mean, Kaepernick is a specimen. He has a rocket arm. He is extremely fast. He'll still be fast, you know, at this point in his career. Maybe not like he was when he was running for 200 yards against the Packers in playoff games, but it's just going to be hard to put him on a field next to Rudolph and Duck and see how much harder he can throw than them and just how much more physically talented he is. Um, not saying he's good, he, he could be the guy because missing that much football, 
by the guy, I mean the backup guy, missing that much football, especially at quarterback, that's rough. But I just don't know why you wouldn't take a chance. And and maybe this year being so weird with the offseason, not being able to give a guy a chance to acclimate is going to hurt that chance. But um, yeah, it just feels like there's one more guy out there who the Steelers could use to address a position of need of backup quarterback. Whereas backup safety is the other position of need and nose tackles another position of need but there aren't like starter quality guys just hanging out ready to be picked up for a veteran minimum at those positions look the Steelers are sticking with Mason Rudolph and they're sticking with the party line and weren't the Patriots sticking with the party line about Jared, Jared Stidham, Stidham? What's I don't that, what's think this ha- means they don't like him I, I, no, I think no. that just Cam Newton became available you know yeah. For the price that for the price that they wanted, because obviously he became they could available have done this for us too. Right, that's what I mean. And 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 well, they. So people are going to make the point about Chase Daniel, the lifetime backup quarterback, making like thirteen million a year, while Jameis Winston and, and Cam Newton, two stars, number one overall picks, those guys are making one million dollars a year, and, and Chase Daniels, he's terrible. He's an okay backup quarterback, but he, he's not a great pro. And listen, there, there's a reason for that. Like teams aren't just going to pay bad guys more than good guys, even though maybe you can make the argument that well, people might want to make the argument that Cam and Jameis's big personalities or, or fame um, is maybe some reason why people didn't pick them up. That's not it. Like Jameis didn't get picked up initially because he set a record for the first guy to throw 30 picks and 30 touchdowns, and he's got interception concerns, and he's not a guy that you can completely trust as a starter. Cam Newton, the injury concerns were the big extenuating factor, but then maybe even larger was the Panthers screwed him by releasing him really late after everybody else had already signed their quarterbacks, you know, the Nick Foles and the Teddy Bridgewater, I guess who signed to his team. Like, they were already signed, so people had already spent money on this position because they didn't know if they could wait for Cam to become free agent or if they had a trade to him for him. And then with the injury concerns, it, it just caused a backlog. And so that's why it took so long. And, of course, the Patriots slowball this thing and know, like, hey, he's not going to want to come back for any team. To answer your question from, for earlier, like, I don't know if he would have come to Pittsburgh. I, I don't know if he would have been a backup, like, period. But then think about it. If you're him... You get a chance to be a starter, and the place ends up being New England with Belichick, where Matt Castle went 11-5. of Like, imagine what you're going to be able to do there. So just to let everyone know why this happened, it was a lot of little extenuating circumstances. He, it doesn't sound like he wanted to be a backup QB, and I think a lot of coaches are scared about bringing in uh, like a superstar to be a backup quarterback just because it could disrupt the locker room. Uh, from it, it would create a quarterback controversy wherever he went. So teams are afraid of his injuries, yeah. basically, and you have to consider what he's going to cost for that big question mark, and then right. how he fits in, whether he'll come in as a backup or not. I, I take your point. I mean, he's definitely not starting it, it in Pittsburgh, except you know, there's there's a fairly good chance there'll be a few open games that the backup quarterback's going to have to step are, in. Yeah. And, well, what happens? So, to your point, do you think Stidham is the backup quarterback now? I mean, do you think that's the way it'll play out? I think it's going to be impossible to beat out the LeBron James of football. Like at that point, it looks like if Cam's healthy, of course he's going to start. Although, it's common known fact that they weren't bluffing. Like they loved Stidham; they really liked Stidham. 
and take this for what you will. He did ball out in the preseason last year, and I know it's just preseason, but we have seen other guys do that over the years. I remember Dak Prescott really uh, lit the world on fire in his preseason, and then Tony Romo hurt his back again, and he came in, but there was this buzz of like, man, Prescott is really murdering in the preseason, and Stidham was a similar way. And, and just remember, Stidham was in talks for the number one pick, or at least the first quarterback taken, or one of the first quarterbacks taken, um, his junior year at Auburn, and then a lot of stuff fell apart his senior year. So he does have the pedigree as well. He's not just some random guy from the middle of nowhere. But, yeah, it's going to be hard to beat out Cam Newton. So we do not, we are not scheduled to play New England in the regular season. Um, what do you think the chances of us seeing that team this year? I That's mean, New it. England's playing the Bills, Jets, and Dolphins. They have to get on top of that stack, which of course, yeah. is highly yeah, yeah. likely. It is. It's funny. I like. I love it because I didn't want to. The Bills are the most talented team in that division, and and when Tom Brady left, everyone pretty much crowned them. Like, listen, the Jets and the and the Dolphins aren't ready to compete, and the Dol- and the Bills are a really complete team. But I just I don't buy the Bills. I know they're really good, but I just wonder about Josh Allen, who's incredibly, ridiculously talented, but just so inaccurate and kind of just has sort of a sort of Jameis Winston like like blackouts into ridiculousness, like the lateral he had downfield again in, in the playoffs, just these moments of where you're like, it just feels like this is going too fast for you sometimes. And that sounds like something that you can get better at as you get older, but I don't know. When you go that to that level, it just seems like part of your personality a little bit. And I wonder about him, and I didn't want them to just be the de facto winner of that division, um, even though I'm not massively worried about them as a Steelers fan. They could barely beat Duck last year, right? But now that division becomes... I'm almost going to put the Patriots as the team to beat at that point. Because, yeah, the Bills are more talented, but the Patriots have a far better coach. And actually, Sean McDermott for the Bills is a great coach, but we're talking about Belichick. And now they have a better quarterback. So I'm like, well, you might not have your father and Tom Brady there anymore, but you have to prove it. So I think in the AFC, I do believe that the Ravens and the Chiefs are at the top. They're clearly entrenched, kind of neck and neck there. They have so much talent across the roster. And then these two just volcanic quarterbacks, you know, especially Mahomes, but geez, Lamar Jackson as well. And then below them, I think there's a, there's a group of teams with the Steelers, the Bills, I do think the Browns will be a lot better this year. They have so much talent. I just can't see how they'd be bad. But, hey, it is Cleveland. Uh, yeah, so the Steelers, the Bills, the Browns, and the, and the Patriots. And I do actually think out of all those teams, the Steelers are the most well-rounded. They're the team with a really good defense, top five defense, returning pretty much everyone. And then if Ben is at least 70 80% of what he is, they should have a good offense. So I think the Steelers are the most well-rounded, if not the most explosive of those teams. So, yeah, there's definitely a chance that they could meet up in the playoffs. Speaking of the Browns, there was some interesting news this week from David Njoko. Please buy another vial. Who has requested to be traded. That's right. The uh, So Austin Hooper was just brought in on a four-year deal. He had uh, six touchdowns in Atlanta yeah. in 2019. $42 million for four years. They... Uh, they got another tight end in the fourth round, and they picked up another guy. So two two tight ends during the draft. They've already locked in in Joko. They uh, by well, he's on his by hitting year, his year, right? Uh, pardon? They, they, did they give him the fifth year option? Is this fifth year already? Oh, well, not his this, fifth this year is fourth year, and then next year. 
Yes, fifth year would be 2021. Um, and you might you might surmise that it's, it's bringing Austin Hooper was a triggering event, but rumor has it that the, 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 the people have known about his dissatisfaction for about a year. Weird. And he switched up his representation to Drew Rosenhaus. Does, does Drew Rosenhaus have, is there anybody who isn't in, under his tutelage? So what do you think? What do you think's going on? I think you know this is like you suffer through the Browns tanking and, and rebuilding, and now you're poised, and now you want out. What what's up? I would guess that he was such an awesome prospect, and the Steelers were really interested in him. We were interested in him on, on this podcast, and he just hasn't turned out to be that star player. So maybe. And if there was anybody listening to the podcast right now who really knows what's up with the Browns, they might be yelling at me like. Like I'm an idiot because if you if you pay attention to the Browns, I'm sure Browns fans really know what's going on. But I would guess that he hasn't had any success there or the level of success that you'd expect. And he's he's blaming everyone but himself. He's firing his agent. He's firing his representation. He wants to get off the team. Wants to get out of Cleveland. Maybe that's it. And then I'm sure Hooper would be the you know the straw that broke the camel's back. Now he's really not going to have the great chance to have an awesome year and. And, and get the big money second deal that everybody wants so badly. So that's what I would guess the issue would be. And I really hope they get him out of there because their their depth at these skill positions is ridiculous. They're like two, three guys deep at running back. They're three, four guys deep at receiver. Two, two, three levels deep at tight end. Get him out of there. Yeah, I wonder why. I mean, he's he's slated to make six million dollars in twenty twenty one. I mean, it's just um, what does he think that he's being mismanaged than his I mean, he's only 23. He's got yeah. he's got plenty of What's time. Was he a top but 10 pick? I think. Maybe not round top 10, one, but number 29 overall. Oh, oh yeah, duh. They they had a top 10 pick that year, but then they um, of course not. But yeah, he's Still. first round guy. So and he has not uh, lived up to the billing at all. So maybe that's just what he's thinking. He'd like to get somewhere else where he can be the man because he's definitely not going to be the man anymore. But damn, if they have him and Hooper, that's terrifying. There's just there's just too many areas. You got Odell. And Landry on the outsides, and Joku and Hooper on the insides. Then they have that other guy who I always forget his name, their third receiver. Not Callaway. Um, always forget this guy's name, but he's a really good player. And then they have Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb at running back. Like, how do you defend that? Please leave Cleveland. <laughs> I don't know. I still, uh, you can't discount the firepower over there. You just yeah. feel, I'll go back to something you've said and many people have said, you're still Cleveland. They are still Cleveland. Hey, so they are talking about reducing the preseason, the number of preseason games to two. It was always going to be tentative to begin with, right? It was sort of hard to imagine that we're going to be on track from the season schedule. And right. it just seems like, yeah, no doubt, you're going to have to ratchet back the preseason games. So the Steelers will have lost three preseason games if you include the Hall of Fame game. Right. Who plays if you only have two preseason games? I play the starters. I mean, I, I need to make sure that they get reps in a, in a year where they are missing so many reps. What did Tomlin say last week? 900 snaps or something that we missed yeah. because of all the COVID cancellations. So I actually would like to see the starters get a lot of time if there were two games. Do you get worried as I do, that they're not going to have a complete preseason, so they might be more susceptible to injury, and you just want to bubble wrap them just that much longer? Or is the downside, look, you can bubble wrap them, you're going to have to expose them sooner or later. I think that's the downside, and I think if you bubble wrap them, 
you could get crushed, you know, in, in those first couple weeks. And we've seen the Steelers ruin their playoff seeding standings over the years with poor starts to the season. And I just think that you especially cannot afford it in a year when they're not getting the reps. But I agree, there's going to be injuries, could be up league-wide, that would suck. Here's the interesting thing. What, like, so the concept is reduced exposure would would make reduced cases of COVID, right? Two less games where you could get COVID. What does it matter? It's a 20, it's like a 30-something week season. Like, did, did the two weeks make a difference? Well, every reduction in contact is a reduction in risk, right? I mean, it doesn't say that they will be completely immune from catching COVID, but every time you don't go out, there's less risk to, to catch it. They're also talking about reducing the number of training camp players to 80. Yeah, from 90 I mean, to still, 80, right? Yeah, that's still floating around there. And you'd, you'd almost think you'd need more because you and I have just surmised, yeah. again, to use that word twice in one episode, Use that it. guys are going to drop. I mean, people are going to get this this virus, and they're going to yeah. be out, and you'll need more players. But obviously, they're also thinking about how they can keep guys spread out, and maybe 90 is just too much for a 100-yard football field. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me either. Again, they're going back in the – There's, I just don't – you're going to catch it. There's no methods that you can take in a sport that involves you hugging each other and being the linemen are breathing into each other's face on the ground. The lot, the quarterback is spitting in everybody's face to tell them what the play is. I think that these are bad ideas. I, I know it. It's probably just a PR thing to make the public think that they're taking efforts. But and I take your point about like, hey, reduce exposure. It, it does mean you know reduce chance of getting it. But I'm like, you're gonna get it. Like, everyone's going to get it. There's baseball players already going down like flies who have it, and they just started back up. So what the heck is 80 players versus 90? I, I understand 20 players versus 90, but that's negligible, and you're right. It's Again, the irony of this is I think reduced preseason games and smaller rosters will increase the number of injuries. So once again, NFL screwing up on player safety. Well, we want to be in the room to find out what the logic is. Having said that, there's less risk in having fewer preseason games. I'm with you. I mean, it's insignificant. First of all, are they going to be wearing those shields? Does everybody have to wear a shield? There's no way they'll do it. You could fit. You could. You might want to. You would want to, yeah. You know what I think? It's like there might not be even be catch. Well, all the linemen are going to catch it because they're breathing in each other's face, right? And seeing where the, everyone wears visors, you're going to catch it on the sideline. I think with like your own teammates. He, he, they are going to. F- no, they're going to spit on each other. Are you kidding me? The receivers and the D-backs, they're going to be spitting on each other, intentionally trying to infect their now opponents. That's, that's a strategy. No, no, it doesn't help during the game because it takes a while to to find out. By the way, Nick and I, I think everybody knew we were at the beach last week, and this is our first remote broadcast or podcast, and I did get the COVID test. They, we got back from the beach Negative, might add, which was a little bit of relief. Not even I didn't have any symptoms, but it just felt like you know you had come up to Delaware in an airplane, and true. who knows? But whole road to know, myself. So these guys will have to get that nasal swab. Not a big deal. Uh, no. Every week, I believe. 
I don't know. It should be way more than... It's supposed to be every time you enter the facility. It's supposed to be every day. It's, so I think that that's probably what will happen. Well, do you know that this is crushing some NCAA football teams? Many programs can't afford... And their program would have been to test every week. And some of these some of these programs are just saying, no football, we can, there's no way we can afford that. So I didn't think they would be testing every single day. That was initially some of the of the NFL plans, at least some of the rumors. So I don't know if it's true or not, but uh, yeah, you'd have to test every single day. I mean, I don't see how you can do otherwise. That they have the money for it, the NFL does. Bring back Mark Barron. Hey, he's still floating out there. That's what we need. We need the outlaw. It'd be nice to have him. I'm, I'm comfortable with tight end, but I am really worried about the. The thin black and gold line behind the D line. That is true, but Ulysses S. Grant is about to make a big impact. Well, I hope he's able to mow. I hope he's able to mow down those runners like uh, Mark Barron was sort of able to last year. Uh, you're right. You're right. You, you, maybe he is. He he could be uh, pretty useful from that standpoint if guys are going down. That is a good point. You know who else might be out there? XFL folded. Eli Rogers. Man, I, okay, there's an issue on Twitter where there's, like, this faction of fans who think that the Steelers' problems all relate to Ryan Switzer for some reason, and they just kill Ryan Switzer online to the point where it's, like, borderline bullying. I get the point where they're, you know, he was very bad last year. But like I said, I'm pretty sure that ankle injury or whatever it was hobbled him because he looked slower because he was a much more dynamic player the, the, the first year that he was with the Steelers, uh, he was actually one of the better punt returners we had since AB, which was a very you know, short list, but he wasn't going to take any of the house, but he was constantly getting 15 yards per punt return, which is a big deal. And with Ben, he was making some nice third down conversions, and he was uh, noticeably bad last year. But it is tricky, man, because Eli Rogers is out there, and, and who knows what's going on uh, behind the scenes, because Eli's a guy who just has no consistency. I don't know if his like his relationship with Ben seems good. They always talk nice about each other in the media, and you can sort of get a feel that they seem to like each other that way. But um, yeah, he just never put it all together. So the people trying to make the the comparison that Eli is so much better than Switzer, I'm like, what? I mean, when did Eli have a great season wall to wall? He has good games. So did Switzer. But if you're asking me, I mean, I do buy the. Just watch Eli Rogers. He's much faster. He has made some big type of downfield plays that uh, Switzer has never made. And uh, he looked good in the XFL. That doesn't really mean anything. But um, Martavis Bryant is also applying for reinstatement. And these are the things I mentioned with the backup quarterback and these receivers. These are the cheap fixes. This isn't just obsessive fan thinking. This is realizing, hey, there's not a lot of nose tackles that we can go get right now. There's not a lot of safeties. But there are alternatives to make your team better who are out there at an affordable cost. Now, I don't even remember why I got on this tangent. What were you into? Oh, COVID. Yeah, maybe you got to call those Eli Rogers and some of those former Steelers uh, who are out on the street. And you got to bring them in because people are going to get sick. I'm worried. I don't know. Right now, I'm feeling like they might have, they'll they'll play for sure, for better or for worse. Even if it's not a good idea, they'll play, and I don't think they'll shut anything down. And maybe people are just going to have to play sick a lot. But there, this is 
not going to be a normal NFL season. It just feels like it's going to be tainted in some way or another. And we'll take whatever we can get. Don't get me wrong. But I just don't see how this isn't going to be rampant. Well, it'll be more interesting to me to see how they deal with fans, whether they let them in, how many they let in. Yeah. It sounds like no. The answer is no, at least at first. But we'll see what happens. Well, the, everybody has a chance to look at what Major League Baseball does. Yeah. So that you can get a foreshadowing there. You know what's really a bummer about coming home from the beach? What? So now I have all the yard work to do. Mm. Mowing, trimming. And it's, it's 106 out there right now. Well, if it's 106 out there, I can only imagine what some of these dudes are going through down there. But Manscaped doesn't have to imagine. They make sure that your manscaping problems are problems of the past. Problems that don't even exist anymore. Because they got you covered. Ow! Oh, God! Those are some of the screams that I used to make when I would cut myself shaving before I knew about Manscaped. Thank you, Manscaped, for turning my loud shrieks into multiple peaks. Listen, I'm just going to say this one time. The same way I say every week. I actually have all this Manscaper stuff. They sent it to me. Legitimately a game changer. I have told friends to buy it on a personal level in a non-advertising capacity. It's worth it. It is not only highly effective, highly safe. You can't mess it up. Feels good, looks good, makes you play good. Manscaped. 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair. If you go to manscaped.com right now. Armchair. Hey, speaking of COVID, the NFL and the NFLPA are talking about an opt-out program. Mm. It would, if they agreed to this, it would permit a player to say, "I'm out for 2020." He'd come back in 2021, pick up his contract where he left off, or as it's known as tolling. It seems like that would be. That's interesting, right? That I could understand uh, some people being nervous enough not to play because they don't want to catch, especially a guy yeah. who's got some underlying condition, which or you would have thought of. Wouldn't, with over he, underlying condition, you yeah. know? Sure, sure. Okay. That, that's more fair because I, I would imagine a guy with a heart problem shouldn't be playing in the NFL to begin with. But, man, it's sort of like what we've been talking about. You come back a year later. You're like going Rip Van Winkle and you're in suspended animation. But things change around you. you know, they've got another draft class in. You've sat out for a year. Yeah. Um, it's what we've been talking about. What's going to happen in college where a lot of these guys who were seniors and are missing a season are probably going to get, let's assume, that they can um, play again next year. Yet there's a whole other yeah. class of freshmen coming in. So. Yeah, you wonder who has the luxury to do that. If you're a veteran, you don't know if you can take a full year off and then come back and be all right. And then if you're a young guy, if let's say you're a young guy who's making a lot of money, you know, like, this is your time to be a star. You need to the, – the, the stars have lined up. Actually, didn't mean to use that word twice once again, but like, this is your time. You can't miss a year in the prime. What's going on here? And if you're a young guy who's not making a lot of money – you might not have another chance to make the NFL if you if you take off here. And plus, just the football player's mindset is uh, not going to lend itself to perceived quitting. Even though, of course, that's not what it would be. Like I've, I'm trying to think of anybody. Greg Olson's son, he has a condition. I don't know if it's a heart condition or anything like that. But I can understand why 
of course somebody would want to opt out. I don't know if many guys would do that. You could find maybe a small number. But again, you, you'd also have to worry about like your reputation, whether that's fair or not. Uh, coaches being like, this is the guy who, who quit for a year. I, I don't see people taking advantage of it, but hey, if it gets really bad, you know, maybe that's what you do. And, and if you are somebody like Patrick Mahomes, you could do it because you would be fine, but there's no way somebody like Patrick Mahomes would do it. We got a tweet from Mark following up on a discussion we were having last time about how you keep fantasy football going if the NFL season is canceled. What can you do? And you and I struggled with this, right? Because all facts are known. If you're if you're you want to look to the past for game results or to watch games, you know the the Stanford guy, the MIT guy will have a program and immediately you'll know what the results are. And we're just think of a way to randomize results that um, make each week a reason to tune in and watch uh, an old game. So Mark Mark's suggestion was for betting purposes you could put you could just put all players from whatever year in a hat and draw teams for fantasy. Right. And I like that idea. I'm walking through its implementation. The one issue I think about that is a wall we hit last week, which is you immediately know how many points that guy got. So, you know, the results aren't, you're not in suspense waiting, right? Everybody gets their players. They know that Le'Veon Bell got this many points. Right. And you know the results right away. Right. How can you set this up so that it's, you do not know what the results are until the end of the season? Right. And that's our friend at Mark 76778350. There's a lot of Marks Mark, out there, but that? this Mark is our favorite so far, at least. Uh, any other Marks out there, throw your hat into the ring. Okay, so here's... We talked about this proposition for a while, and, and it looks like we will have a season, but what if it gets shut down? Or what, what if something happens? It's just a good hypothetical conversation, right? My... What I've ended up thinking is like, yes, if you use pass player... Okay, let me rewind. Fantasy, what's fun about it is watching it happen and not knowing what's going to happen. If you're using players from past seasons, like you said, you always know what's going to happen. We talked about, like, what if you use players from any year in a particular decade, like any player from the 1980s, and, and, and the week was randomized every week, so you'd have to use Barry Sanders' score from week two or something like that. But at the end of the day... A good spreadsheet can quickly tell you what any player scored on what particular week. So I think that you have to find a way to reframe fantasy football because if you don't have suspense, you can't play the game the normal way. I think it's a good chance to generate some suspense in a different way, which is that, yes, it would be cool to play with old players from the 90s or something, and in a way, let's say you're watching the Denver Broncos versus the, the, versus the Patriots in 1992, okay? Do you know what, what happened in that game? Like, no, of course not. Yeah, you can look at the final score, but if you ever watch a game on ESPN Classic, and even if you know who's going to win, it's, for some reason it's still engaging because you haven't seen it before, and it's from a different time and place, and especially if the teams were good, you know it's a good game, Right? So I think if you were able to – we talked about a million different variations of this, so I'll just talk very high level. If you're able to draft like um, players from back in the day, let's say you only use the 1990s and there's like four of us 
and we each get just a team. Like, you don't even draft players. You have to draft the 1993 Steelers. I'll take the 1993 Chiefs. And then somebody else will take, you know, the 1995 Patriots and the 1995 Cowboys, right? Like, let's say those two 1995 teams, the Patriots and the Cowboys, were playing each other. And, um, like, do you remember how I was trying to explain this? Basically, we a guy with a 1995 team in the fantasy game would play a guy with the 1993 team in the fantasy game. But the NFL would stream those games live. Now, obviously, two teams from two different years can't play each other, but what you're just looking at is how many fantasy points did my team score in 1993 versus how many fantasy points did your team score in 1995. And what I'm creating there is just like an excuse to watch old classic games that everyone's forgotten about, how good Brett Favre was and how good John Elway were. And most people haven't got to see Dan Marino play, and you just forget, and you just think, oh, Peyton Manning and, and Mahomes, and they're the best ever. And you go back and you watch some of these games, and you're like, oh, wow, it's like it's the same game, just with bigger shoulder pads. And it will be a cool way to educate ourselves and, re- and have fun with these classic movies, if you will. And some of the suspense would be like, there wouldn't be a ton of suspense, but you'd have to... I don't know. I, I guess I'm just... I haven't figured it out, but I think that there is some way that the NFL could stream old games and have people sort of artificially... If you're drinking with your buddies and you're watching these things and you're rooting for the 1995 Cowboys to beat the 95 Patriots, like I guess it doesn't matter if they win the game. It just matters the fantasy points they get, and you can watch the guys score the fantasy points and just have an excuse to watch football on a Sunday. Look, I think that that works for the people who want to just have a, a fun experience like you were saying. But what comes with the thing you can't account for is people are going to be betting. Right. So people will be serious about it and they're going to want a level of control. And the the great thing about regular fantasy, like Mark said, you you draft, well, you draft players and then you can move players and they they think that control right. is helpful in helping them to win money. In our scenario, this is basically for fun, but I think there's always a little bit more fun, especially with our sponsor, Bet Online, if you have a little skin in the game. So right. to take your example a little further, let's say we could um, we had 16 guys. We get you get to choose your team from the specified year, but you do not know who you're playing until the beginning of the week. So it's randomized. I mean, you know who Houston. Uh, I know I'm going to hatch it job the edit of this uh, podcast so you'll probably notice we had a little technical glitch we're back now just want to finish up that thought that everybody has a team you are assigned randomly on Sunday morning your opponent and you get this you get to watch that game and the result is the differential in all the players on your team score against the other team's players so it it makes it a little tougher to figure out who's going to be the win and and let's face it you can figure it out in a heartbeat if you know how to if you can pull the stats down quickly enough but if you really right. want to enjoy it you're betting on the differential you're betting on, I'm making it a little more complicated maybe it's, not even on your own team you're just betting on the differential I have the Denver Broncos for the season okay, you don't so you know do not select individual players right correct you select a yeah be, team. yes okay. because you yes so in my scenario you pick a team right. and you follow him yeah, yeah. you don't know which of the games they played that year will be part of fantasy so I guess that sort of means you're not going to get to play a 16-game season. I need to go back to the drawing board on that idea. And well, now I'm starting to lose 16, everyone. They play like 11, 12, you know, in fantasy. So. Yeah. 
So that what makes it interesting is it doesn't really have to do with wins and losses. It has to do with how many points your players generate. And then um, we'll go from there. Now it's getting a little... You know, the only reason yeah, I'm doing this is to develop an app to make myself rich. Well, let's maybe talk about this offline then. Hey, Mark, thanks for shouting us out on Twitter. It was, uh, does make the, the conversation a little more interesting when others get involved. So, please do what Mark did. Check us out. Hit us up. Visit us. Shoot us an email. You know all this stuff. That's Steelers Outpost. <laughs> do whatever you want. Do what you want, but we'll come, back, come back next week. Thanks for listening. Until next week, go Steelers. Bye-bye. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery.